0: Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. We are going to have an absolutely wonderful show for you tonight. First off, I'd like to apologize for the scarcity of episodes. November-December, sickness has been quite a bitch, and I'm not one of those assholes who doesn't quarantine during COVID, so... We are planning to come back strong after New Year's and doing more video podcasts, so with the usual announcements, look out for each other, bundle up, it's cold out there, drink more water, help someone if they fall down in the pit, and most importantly, love each other. And that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest, Jackson Conrad, or Mr. Hijack.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh... I know that it was, uh, it was uh, short notice with uh, guests not being able to make it. Who was that?
0: Uh, that was uh, Cidic? Um, yeah, I guess car um, troubles m- or something. M- like Mr.
1: That. Uh, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to have him on uh, a little park gathering I did out with uh, uh, Chad Wilson at, um, what is it, the Call Point Park. It uh, love Call Point it was Park. Cold, it was colder than heck, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was very pretty, and we brought um, a couple subs out, a couple tops. Yeah uh no, not really any of the djs that we had planned showed up but uh he was supposed <laughs> to come out play, so that's the only way i know him i haven't met him yet the bass the
0: bass will keep you warm and the dancing will keep you warm and remember hose don't get cold <laughs> hose don't get cold I copy that so my first question would have to be if i was a worm would you still do this interview with me
1: if you were a worm a big big old six foot
0: squiggly ass worm
1: well uh, if <laughs> only if you were earth is it earthworm jim right Uh, one of the characters i i'm thinking of a cartoon but i can't uh uh, would it help if i is a worm
0: would it help if i had a cowboy hat or something like that
1: if you you the only way that you could do it is if uh you were the worm from spongebob (laughs) the Uh, alaskan bullworm yes yes that'd be the only way (laughs) that's
0: that's not the worm what that's its tongue (laughs) oh my
1: god yeah that'd be the only way if you were a worm that i would do this interview
0: Okay, so let's get us started with a little bit of background. Where, where are you from, and what
1: kind of brought you to Kansas City? I grew up uh, in Overland Park, it's like Johnson County, on the Kansas side. Um, my first interaction with music, that, or with electronic music really, mm-hmm. was um, in my cousin's car with his friend. Mm-hmm. We, uh, he showed me Daft Punk's Alive 2007. Oh, hell yeah. And that kind of spiraled my musical tastes. Uh, I did a lot of uh, Dead Mouse uh, when I was growing up. And uh, my, my first show, my first concert was uh, Green Day. It was a 21st Century Breakdown tour. Oh, so yeah. I think on my Spotify rap this year, Green Day was like my like, number one or number two or something. It was number two. Uh, followed by tipper i've actually
0: been too scared to fucking look at my my uh rap because i
1: feel like people will call me out i'm
0: like you don't even listen to edm like that why do you run an edm podcast i'm like oh, i just do
1: things that's funny i say those are my number two but i definitely listen to the most drum and bass Absolutely. i know more drum and bass than any other genre on uh on spotify I definitely got quite a bit of that on there so so did you do you have a uh, family background of music
0: or anything like that
1: um well i uh definitely had my neighbor uh jake early we uh would go um see liquid stranger was uh one of the first electronic acts that we saw oh, yeah. along with uh, excision was it was really two both of them i can't remember which oh, one we'd dang seen dang first dang but it was um the Shamblah series is a uh, mixed series from excision that we got onto early in like 2013 getting into high school and stuff i graduated in 15. Uh, but that kind of kept us good. going and then that kind of got me into where i am today with you know i did the dubstep mm-hmm. and uh it showed me other flavors of music that i really sure. like a lot
0: so did you play play any other instruments or anything like that in school or kind of like the cdjs and like uh kind of the first thing you got into
1: oh i mean like i did like strings in elementary school mm-hmm. but i didn't really have like much of a musical impact on me uh Absolutely. i i did um I started DJing uh shortly after I got out of high school. Mm-hmm. So around like the 2016, in the 2016, somewhere in there. Um I started DJing dubstep and, and rhythm. I was my uh, alias was Fox Dubs. Uh and played uh some uh underground venues in town. I think you've done a podcast with the warehouse crew. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some good memories there for uh, Fox Dubs. In that uh venue. Great little hell yeah,
0: spot. Hell yeah. Rip to the warehouse.
1: Yeah, but then okay, so I did that, and then uh that kind of brings us to uh hijack. Uh I've been doing hijack for uh a little over a year now, I believe. And um you know, it kind of started with um picking up drum and bass. Like I realized, oh it was uh, during COVID really is when I kind of got my first um, Uh, experience with drum and bass uh i learned through liquicity is the label that uh, Mm -hmm. i got quite a bit of um, knowledge through and would listen on like the streetcar and stuff on the way to work um and then really just kind of spiraled from there i uh started acquiring as much drum and bass as i could and uh You know, my mission really is to distribute as much drum and bass and culture as I can to Kansas City. That's kind of like the the quote unquote mission statement for Hijack.
0: So um, how when did you kind of decide that you wanted to be uh, be doing drum and bass? I know it's kind of not appreciated, especially out here in the Midwest as it should be. Yes. Um, Is that kind of you like enjoy the challenge of that?
1: I do. I definitely, my heart definitely uh, beats at a higher BPM, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Like, uh, dubstep and rhythm, 70, 75 BPM, and Mm -hmm. and, then drum and bass is noticeably faster. It's like 87 and a half or 174. It's going to go double time, 175. Um, it, uh, yes, it's kind of a challenge to, uh, maybe market that sound to, uh, maybe the younger crowd of people going to electronic shows here in town Absolutely. because they want dubstep or nothing. And that, that was me too. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's,
0: it, it's fair. It's fair. That's kind of just like what people get into. It's understandable.
1: Yeah. I, and, and, and people can like whatever they want to like. Absolutely. I'm not gonna, you know, make fun of anybody that likes dubstep. I just don't, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was part of my life and I still enjoy it to this day. Um, but I—that's I, my goal, though, is just try and get more people on board with the faster, oh, well, yeah, faster like music,
0: faster music, faster. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that. if you think you could master any, any instrument instantly, or like at least have a very good
1: understanding of it, what instrument would you pick? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, having a beer. Definitely piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, piano really translates well into uh music production Mm -hmm. if you understand chord progression and um key then that really translates well into uh uh, starting to make music those are two really important things to understand um and especially when DJing too uh that's where I kind of got my understanding of uh, key notation Mm -hmm. and uh mixing in key um Mm -hmm. There's a feature on CDJs actually. It's called like the key sync. You can just like mm-hmm. flip that on, and then you can play whatever key you want, it. Uh, and it quote unquote it. matches it's the it. key. But uh, what what I mean by that is uh, there there's either Camelot or alphanumeric uh, like the B flat, B sharp, etc. I use alphanumeric because it's just easier for me to see mm-hmm. uh, like one A, two A, three A, four A, et cetera, So twelve A, uh, each key having their own respective sound that you can emulate on a piano. Um, but you don't when you mix in key, you don't want to go from like four A to like eight A because that's going to be like a uh, to, uh, or actually that's more closer to uh, and then uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, the latter being closer to eight A. But you can you can use a piano and like test and see what key it is, or you can use a software like box mm-hmm. or mixing Key, and it'll spit out the key for you. And uh, that it's called harmonic mixing. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of. Uh, what i try and embody when i dj oh,
0: yeah.
1: get the mix sound good okay so
0: before edm what kind of music did you grow up kind of listening to and then who or what kind of got you into edm in the first place
1: well definitely green days would be where mm-hmm. i have a lot of um listening time um you know and then rap for sure i can't can't forget Wiz khalifa and GCJ are my Absolutely. two two favorites um in high school i definitely remember like going uh out to the side of the creek next to the high school and going to smoke with my buddies and <laughs> thinking we were time. hot shit listening to gutter rap and <laughs> all the mixtapes that wiz and juicy put out okay. um but yeah the, i'd say those two areas would be like where i had more non idiom uh background um okay yeah all right. So say I gave
0: you $50,000 right now to expand your brand, business, whatever, That's whatever you money. want. Yeah. How do you think you're going to invest that? What are you going to put that into?
1: Well, wow. uh, so first I'll uh, segue into uh, a project that I'm getting into mm-hmm. and another um you,
0: first, off, first off, do you declare it? Do you pay taxes on it? I'm giving you this money in cash. Are you going to report it? Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> give me it under the table, bro. I need the full 50K. <laughs>
1: Screw that. Uh, no, so uh, my first goal would be to um, use that money to promote hearing protection mm-hmm. and the awareness of oh, that. Yeah. Uh, I have. Um, I'm trying to get some samples in. I've gotten one sample in for some earplugs, and I wasn't a really big fan of them. So I'm still on the lookout for a good manufacturer of some high fidelity earplugs so that I can brand them, like brand the packaging and uh use that to kind of promote my name and uh it's
0: it, I'm, I'm glad that you're like actually having real business ideas and not just like oh i'll do i'll just fund myself to live 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 on the couch for a year while i make music which nothing against that but i like you got like real real business ideas
1: yeah yeah and you know i obviously want to expand my brand but i'm you know i'm very passionate in <clears throat> making people aware that they need yeah, to wear hearing protection absolutely. in front of very loud concert speakers and and pa systems uh even like even in the smaller venues you still want to practice you want you want to practice wearing no no protection. T-
0: tinnitus is a bitch and i honestly might add that to my to the beginning of my announcements where 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 fucking earplugs no exactly it's
1: <laughs> if you know sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, uh, you're good if if you know people that have tinnitus they will tell you how much of a nightmare it is going to sleep and hearing the ringing mm-hmm. and the just the oh, the constant noise um just wear them and it's better to start early but if you're already late don't be like
0: Oh, well okay, i'm already too words. far yeah. in it i'm,
1: I'm just, it is what it is how long are you still going to be yeah. listening to music live like how much more out? you still have hearing to save you think it's, you're deaf
0: now it only gets worse yeah
1: yeah i know some veterans out here that be that like ah, fuck it um <laughs> no, wear them and i'll be finding some good hearing protection for for our community here soon just got to get some more samples in i don't want to give you guys shitty ones Absolutely. But I guess we'll still I guess to finish that question, uh, you know, what what do artists want? Like what do artists in KC want? They want they want to be seen, right? There's Absolutely. and uh, I would put that money into advertising and hiring uh the appropriate people to help grow my brand because that's what not enough people are doing is reaching out to those that are experienced in in growing that specific sector of your brand. People aren't reaching out enough to do that, so I think a low amount of that fifty thousand dollars would go quite a long ways. um, Reaching out to um, marketing professionals and Mm -hmm. uh, even uh, looking for like a manager of some sort, but you know that's that comes with producing music. Not a lot of managers are going to want to like what 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 do you bring to the table as a Mm -hmm. DJ that would make a manager want you? And that answer is not a lot. Uh, unless you are a fantastic DJ mm. or you provide something extremely unique to the table, which absolutely, I don't know, maybe I can, maybe the drum and bass I provide is unique enough, but that's not that's not where my head's at yet. I'm just trying to get my name out here enough to uh, where uh, people know my name, especially in the in the younger crowds. I need the I need a place where uh, I can get that exposure to that younger uh, crowd. I see a lot of um, my friends that uh they'll get on shows uh with a younger demographic or newer crowd of people and uh it's really fun to see like on social media like people i don't know mm-hmm. uh be like yo who's so and so and it's just like oh it's heartwarming like just new people uh discovering my friends that are that uh, mm-hmm. and maybe doing it longer than others or not not as long but mm-hmm. still the um seeing the younger crowd uh meet the djs in town is really nice and show them love i want to i want to get in on that
0: hell
1: yeah okay so is cereal soup is cereal soup cereal soup is that like that's like a question like is water wet
0: is tomato uh, is is ketchup oh hold on hold on
1: we this is a lot to digest here is is cereal soup cereal soup and is ketchup fruit juice well is soup ever served cold is it typically served cold it is
0: typically served warm but there there are cold
1: soups there are cold soup then that's that's your answer because it has a base the soup base is a cold milk and it just so happens that the only ingredient you need for this is a dry ingredient. You've never so.
0: had ice water soup? <laughs> uh, is, is,
1: uh, is ice crunchy water? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you can just like, morph that question into so many different fun questions. But um, I, I guess when it comes down to it, yes. Do
0: you want, uh, do you want to be just make people mad because you're trying to, trying to be
1: different? Well, here, let me, sp- let me flip it around to you. Is, is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: Yes. Bread, meat—it's just a different type of bread. Yeah, I love bread. Yeah, there's
1: like, there's other schools of thought okay, to that Okay, what question, about
0: but... what about what about the uh, hot dog in a bun? It's completely wrapped in bread. Of course, I mean, yeah. it's a sandwich. Uh, yeah, of you course, can call it it's a sandwich. a sandwich. Okay, is there any conspiracy theories that you would like to start?
1: Any conspiracy theories yeah. that I like to start? Well,
0: yeah. <sighs> low temp low temp sacrifices goats for music. <laughs>
1: Man sacrificing that's more of uh, chris otter's thing and uh jared's thing uh jared reese they are uh oh and i can't forget dalton jacobs as well um oh what's the story i that happened at dance fest they went to uh the freak frack blackjack and they bet jared's soul Frick on fracking. frick frack, and they lost. <laughs> oh no! And Jared had to get sacrificed during. Oh, well, I can't remember <laughs> what set it was at Dance Fest that Jared got sacrificed. <coughs> it was. It was during sudden death. I, I, I don't quote I me on that. Imagine. It was. It was a set. At, don't quote me. But I think it was. I, I think it. it yeah, it had happen. to have been because that's you know, the. That's, that's like sudden death thing. So I would say yeah yeah. That was um, last year at Dance Fest
0: okay okay so are you pretty self-trained musically or have you had any previous m- music teachers and if you had kind of any that stood out to you uh
1: just previously trained no um mm-hmm. but see you don't need to go to school to be a good dj Absolutely. or a good music Absolutely. producer uh I, I mean it's really easy to say but like youtube's super powerful but if so i'll kind of go for both things and now i'll preface with the fact that i don't produce music right now i have the production software to do in, in mm-hmm. the process of getting plugins and uh the knowledge really is that's kind of where i'm getting at here um absolutely um uh training lost my train of thought here uh what was your question one more time um ha- uh have you had any previous music teachers and
0: this doesn't even have yes. to be professional music teachers this could be like homies that you sat down with and they kind of help you out
1: well, really, where I was gonna go with that is like the fact that you having an understanding of music theory uh, is important, and there's a lot of ways to gain that knowledge. Um, uh, as far as DJing goes, understanding that harmonic mixing, mixing a key—that's like that's uh, the only like teaching that I did myself. Like I was like, oh, I need to understand that. And uh, as far as like production goes, uh, I honestly really won't even get into it because i'm i just don't do enough of it i I see enough of it i Mm -hmm. see people do it and i you know i'm able to pick out the sounds and stuff but uh not yet i've I've got ableton on my computer i'm ready to do it uh there's plenty of teachers online if if you're listening to this and want to get into it i can name several right now that uh provide um teaching uh the producer dojo is a really cool spot with uh, Il gates's uh mm-hmm. website and i think right now he's doing the 25 days of synthmas so it's oh. like over over 25 of his uh instruments his plugins uh for free download and you just like watch a little video about the um, instrument about and it the... kind of
0: gives you a little bit of a rundown
1: exactly yeah and then um download it and install yours i haven't played with any of them but that's i think that's where i'm going to start Oh, yeah. Just to uh, oh, yeah. start making some sounds. Okay.
0: So do you have any musicians that inspire you? And what about them inspire you?
1: Do I have any musicians that inspire me? Uh, when I was first getting into like dubstep and electronic music, it was definitely Zomboy. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Well, and Excision and Liquid Stranger really too. Those are like my three that stood out for me the most um, in that growing up stage, like early high school um he uh he was the the reason i went to my first music festival actually uh, it was a counterpoint music festival in uh kingston downs georgia it was like a horse racing tracks like where we camped and then uh like climb over a hill and then there's three stages uh anywho that was where i had my first run in with um hearing pain uh, ear pain Oof. yeah i was uh you know such a big fan i wanted to get as close to the rail as i could oh, absolutely and man. that spot on the rail just so happened to be right in right front there. of um the uh pa stack uh not very not very ridiculous. very loud for not for ridiculous. large festival so i uh, was screaming and yelling and headbanging my little young heart out and uh, it didn't hit me until after I got home. Yeah, I, like, it never
0: really does. You kind of just think you're a little so shocked, and then you get home and you're like, "Wait." And this was like the
1: first day of the festival, and like I get this was like four or five days later that I remember sitting on my parents' couch, just like crying and crying. Like, ow, my ears hurt. I, they're raw. There's then yeah, wear hearing protection. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to go through that kind of pain. It's it is horrifyingly miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So instead of going to war, countries had to do DJ battles. Who would you want to represent America? And who do you think would be our biggest challenge?
1: Ooh, um, i definitely pick a straight, a straight up battle DJ. And I'd pick DJ Craze because that motherfucker's crazy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. DJ Craze, he actually, uh, he played in KC not long ago. At, I think he's at O'Dowd's um no he played somewhere i didn't get to go but that guy's wild he like Straight actually does like dj yeah no he's <laughs> he uh was a still is a um dmc uh mm-hmm. winner i believe um that's like where you have like the turntables and like you're you're performing uh, your set in front of d- judges and there's other djs that come up and do it too uh, and then they pick a winner or whatever. I don't really know much about it, but he's, he, he's a winner. Let's put it that way. DJ Craze, he'll win. <laughs> it, it, he'll battle mix the frick out of any opponents that come to him. So Glad we
0: know we have him on our side. Yeah, he'll, he'll defend America. <laughs> okay, so in 40 years, what do you think people will be nostalgic for?
1: What will people be nostalgic for? Mm. Well... I think about what I'm nostalgic for now. And I think that in 40 years, that will still exist, because people are always going to be obsessed with the history of music. Uh, and I think we just proved that recently um, out at the Black Box in Denver. There is a show, uh, was, uh, Scream, uh, f- scream Banga Koki? It was one of two of the three. It's uh, screaming Cokie, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, happened out at the black box. Uh, that sound will forever be longed for. That's like that old two thousands dubstep when it was first coming out. Absolutely, uh, that will be longed for in forty years. Absolutely, I agree. Do you think it will be called oldies? Uh, man it's just gonna be called like the, the, and you know what i won't even get into it because there's people that could be listening that will just grill the hell out of me for calling this it one thing or another but it's cla- like it's og dubstep, dubstep. Classic, I, that's as much uh, as i'll OG say because because if you don't know your genres and then you get to talking to people that do know your genres they're gonna they're gonna let you know that you're wrong and stop <laughs> yeah they are uh, it's it's fine it's like it's hard it's it's at one point like Genres are like almost subjective because, like, people are going to perceive what they want to perceive, like, sounds to genre names. And then, like, you run across people that are very adamant on certain sounds being called certain things. And if you present the fact that it might be another thing, it's like, no, here's why you're wrong. And, um, okay, I'm going to point over here to our production guy, Dylan. He says, rhythm and that is exactly true uh that's one of our uh recent uh genre arguments that have been brought up by uh infect the uh uh if you want to call him the godfather of rhythm uh but he has if you're not aware made the term trench to Mm -hmm. properly describe uh the rhythm sound that uh is true to the genre and it also Kind of uh, like, as you know, rhythm gets a lot of hate. Just the word, yeah. the label, slap it on there and, and, and it makes people hate it that aren't aware of yeah. how awesome it can be, absolutely. It, in my opinion. Um, you know, just, that's where I came from. I used to be a rhythm DJ. Like, I absolutely love that stuff. And so for for the opinion, yes, I'm absolutely a fan of uh, of what, in fact, has uh, uh, proposed to be a change. Um Rhythm does get a bad name, and uh, he he did the right thing. But that's how I feel about that.
0: Okay, okay. So, HiJack, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you came up with that name and kind of its meaning and their symbolism. Please say say it's like you weren't, like, jumping out of an airplane and, like, jacking off, and you're
1: like, oh, HiJack. No, 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 no. You can take so many different (laughs) spins on that name. Uh, My name is Jackson, so Mm -hmm. I really was uh in my friend's basement my graphic designer friend's basement smoking, hunter Nall,
0: uh, smoking pot and i was like fuck i'm high my uh, name's jack uh,
1: definitely wasn't smoking any <laughs> okay. pot when i came by name but you know that's that's another thing like uh, yes yeah, hi jack he be like hello jack or hi jack like damn you high, Jack? <laughs> or i don't know i was uh i was spitballing names with my graphic designer buddy down in his basement and my thought process was what's the shortest name that is still uh, has a likeness to me as a person or my name and um, hijack came up and I was going to spell it like how you normally spell it, like H-I-J-A-C-K. But I was looking on on the spot uh, SoundCloud, and uh, there was already people obviously that have the name. Oh, so I looked at the moniker H A I J A C K, and I couldn't find anything. I was like, "All right, cool, that's it, hijack." And uh, yeah, you, you can put a lot of spins on that, that's like hijack, hijack the decks. <laughs> <laughs> like my
0: turn. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your creative process how and when does inspiration hit you uh
1: this is a topic that i talk about with my friends too and uh mm-hmm. it's a relevant topic for those of my friends that produce um life's busy as, as you know um, Absolutely. and if you're not in the mood to be creative don't force it it, those waves come where you feel it and you can sit down and do it for extended periods of time. And then you look at the clock, you're like, Oh shit, I've been doing this for a while and I didn't know it. Whereas yeah. like it, in the beginning stages, if you chose to do that, it's, that's great. Like, like get past that feeling of like, Oh, I don't want to do this because it will have it's significant rewards, but maybe it's not the amount that you might get out of doing that when you want to do it. Um, So, I don't know, inspiration comes when you want it to. If you don't want it to, go find something else productive to do in your life until you're ready to want to go do that is kind of my thought process on that question. Absolutely, absolutely. So how would
0: you describe your sound as somebody who isn't super knowledgeable in the terminology of EDM?
1: Sure, yeah. So... I would describe my sound as um well I mean really just how it sounds you got you got drums mm-hmm. and you got like sustained bass but there's a lot of different flavors That's a little
0: bit easier than saying rhythm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rhythm, well, I mean there like... no, there's
1: and now there's like different directions you can go mm-hmm. in with rhythm but uh, what I I have a lot of different directions that I go in through drum and bass. There's quite a bit of um of of genres out there but the ones that i prefer are um like the more like melodic like uh, it's mm-hmm. called liquid drum and bass mm-hmm. i mentioned that liquicity label earlier that's that's what they do is uh, liquid drum and bass and that's kind of how i got started uh and it's really fun to mix too because you have like um the the piano undertones mm-hmm. which is why i said i would if i had an instrument i'd pick piano like um the the piano chords that some of these uh drum and bass producers are doing are just like really really inspiring um and then they'll just lay the the nice sustained bass tones under that but that okay so that's called liquid drum and bass right or you can get a little bit more heavy on that liquid and it's called mm-hmm. liquid funk um that is uh one of more of my favorites And then we can get a little heavier into what's called uh, Neuro or Neurofunk. Um, That is like a little bit more like tear out um, and maybe more receptive to those that like the heavy dubstep because it has those same um, kind of synths in there, but done faster. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we got that, that. And I also like to play some weird stuff. at a higher tone or pace, uh, it's called halftime, halftime drum and bass, etc. cetera. Um, there's like artists like Cursa that I really, really like that do that style really well. Uh, also, Alex Perez and like the, his project Shades with Eprom. Uh, if you get what I'm talking about, that style of um, drum and bass is really good too, or, oh, or yeah. it's called cool, halftime.
0: Okay, so do you have a set of people you go to for constructive crit- criticism?
1: Oh yeah, there's quite a bit of people that I look up to uh, mm-hmm. in in our scene. You know, uh, you know. First, I would say one of my longest standing friends is sitting right next to me, Dylan. Uh, I met him at like one of my first like EDM shows, kind of like when I, after after high school. Um, he's been around since the beginning almost it seems like oh, yeah. it has been like eight almost eight years now eight years lose track time You're but he's you know he's my go-to at this point <laughs> yeah Dylan's my go-to um i've got plenty of other people that i look up to here but if i had to answer that question um generally it'd be done be
0: oh, yeah. oh yeah okay so have you done any collaborations in the past and can you tell me a little bit about them
1: Uh, so that's the thing is like the, Mm -hmm. um, the production, I haven't done any clubs yet, Mm -hmm. but, uh, as DJ, I could answer that question and, um, I don't normally do B2Bs or Mm -hmm. like I haven't, I haven't done one live until, uh, recently. a month ago i did one with uh mike ho
0: oh hell yeah yeah Uh,
1: i was at uh max zane's uh -hmm. venue called the big house Mm -hmm. uh which if you've never been there you should definitely go check that out uh 1664 broadway the big house super duper fun artistic venue uh, and the, the, they'll sometimes bring out the Meta Hi-Fis. The Meta Hi-Fi sound system is uh, one that is owned by uh, Mr. Brandon Dremen, uh a.k.a. Metaphysic. He has that, that Meta Hi-Fi sound system. And it is crisper than all hell. Uh, It's one of the more fun uh, sound systems in town. It used to be on top of the Arts Bar, the Uptown Arts Bar. Oh, hell yeah. I love Arts Bar. Uh, That place is uh, no longer, but it was fun. uh There'd be, like, comedy downstairs, and then upstairs (laughs) there'd just be, like, this raging show. Uh, I met my fiancé in front of those speakers uh, for G-Space in that venue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, like, meet her, meet her, but that was where Ray kicked things off. That, that's always my fun little memory with, uh, with those speakers. Yeah. Um, anywho, I feel like I digress pretty far from that question.
0: <laughs> so do you have any absolute dream collaborations?
1: Any dream collabs? Um, I mean, I feel like the best way to answer that question would be just by talking about some of my favorite drum and bass artists. And there's quite a few uh one locally here in town that moved here from St. Louis uh he's on uh, hospital records his name is uh Winslow and he's a super duper down to earth <laughs> cat he's a um uh strings teacher he's a no band teacher he's a band teacher <laughs> And uh, do it by day, and then by night he goes home, and he's uh, he turns from Mister Winslow into Winslow. Uh, he's got his own podcast, or not podcast. He has um, videos that he puts up on YouTube that I love to listen to. You're
0: saying I have competition out yeah. there? Yeah, he got drum and bass podcast <laughs> oh, or no. video
1: content um, um, competition. But yeah, he's really, really, really inspiring. He does that liquid sound really well, oh, yeah. um, and uh. Go go! give that cat a follow. Winslow. W-I-N-S-L-O-W. Uh, he's my, I'd say, my biggest inspiration right now as far as uh, music goes.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, who would you rather have as a roommate? A rude goat that eats everything, including like the walls and shit? Or a con- condescending, sometimes mean bird who always tries to cock-block you?
1: Well, as long as I can... Protect my important values or valuables. Uh, I'd say it's screw the condescending, dude. That really like man. If you live, if you live around somebody that doesn't support what you do, or like if if someone like you know what I mean if if your environment, mm-hmm. the people that you call your friends or mm. your, your support system. If they don't support what you do, or in, in this case, condescending, um, then that shit doesn't get you anywhere. Not like if, if your environment doesn't believe in you, then you're not <laughs> going to go anywhere because it's hard not to focus on that. It's hard not to focus on what people are saying. So, um, I'd, I'd take the other option give me the other one <laughs> i'm taking the goat yeah give me the goat <laughs> fuck it just don't eat my pre- computer please oh, don't, eat my, don't, keep don't him, eat my you board. gotta keep
0: them fed you gotta keep them fed or else there will be a bite out of the cdj's and it will be a bad no, yeah
1: no not my players bro three, fuck. three hours before the big show to be no. like a sitcom <laughs> not my units
0: okay so are you working on anything right now that you can kind of talk about and what are the kind of vibes of what you're making
1: uh hijack is pretty quiet right now um i have been reaching out to um production companies and uh regionally Mm -hmm. and just kind of showing them what i have to offer sending them some mixes and my press kit and i'm trying to do a little bit more networking regionally as what hijack is doing right now uh other than uh looking for a supplier for earplugs I am doing weekly downloads and uh, getting, just getting more tunes stocked up and playing on record box when I feel those creative swings, because sitting down and not wanting to do it is it, you sometimes just don't get anywhere. And then you get, when you do want to do it, you get the results that you're looking for. So I, I do those that ebb and flow type of thing uh, okay. with that, but um, other than that not much other than um been just looking for shows
0: i was ter- told to ask about june 2015 are you allowed to talk about that or God. Oh,
1: oh. oh. yeah yeah. Yeah, okay. So that that he was giving me the date yeah. of when uh of when we met. That god. So time is a hard thing to time take keep track hard. of. When you got to remember people's names. <laughs> I know. Dude, gosh. I feel like so bad asshole. sometimes when I go to shows and like we're like hey
0: see it's hard because i meet so many djs and then it's like two names i have to remember and like they're always like fun fantastical names and shit like that half the time so sorry if i accidentally confuse one fun fantastical name with another fun fantastical name yeah
1: no it's it's the remembering names is hard and i'm sorry if it might take me three times to remember your name sorry if i say your name three times after i hear it like there's, there's a little bit of science to that. It's like if you say it multiple times after you hear it, then there's a, at least a better chance. But there's some cats where it's like I'm on the fifth time and I'm like, hey, shit. <laughs> it, it, it's embarrassing, but uh, whatever. That's what, we, that's what we get for being potheads, right? Absolutely. Uh,
0: so say I had a 64-back box of Crayola crowns right now, what color do you think would best describe you or your energy?
1: Uh, I'd say, um, like that cyan color or like, oh, uh, cyan. light blue like or light turquoise, blue, yeah. uh, like kind of those. I don't know. I, I keep, uh, you can do, you can choose like a color for, uh, what you want your menu to look like on CDJs. And mine's like, always, it's like a the aqua, oh, aqua yeah. I think is the closest I could get to that.
0: Okay. So tell me a little bit about the day of a show. What does that look like for you? Do you have like pre-show rituals? Do you, are you always like sitting there kind of like? messing oh, with, with kind of your playlist um yeah do you like have any special food you always eat before or yeah tell, tell
1: this, me run, run run me through this this is a question that definitely differs from performer to performer um and i'll preface with i always find hilarious that but, uh, and, and I also get it though, it's like doing the prep like two hours before show, it's like, all right, I'm gonna start downloading what I'm gonna play tonight, right now. <laughs> it's like, oh no God. Wi-Fi, no Fi, no wifi. No, see there, you can do that. And if, yeah. if you're not liking, if you're not looking to do something extremely specific and you just wanna play tunes, that's cool. But sometimes I'll be doing gigs where I need to do something really specific. Like I need to cater to a specific crowd. <laughs> And that requires planning on Record Box. So sometimes I will freestyle. Other times, when I have that specific goal in mind, I will sit on Record Box in the weeks prior. If it's some, if it, if it's a big gig, when I'm getting up there, I I want to know what I'm doing. Like Absolutely. if it's like a smaller gig, and I just want to feel myself, yeah, I'll freestyle because that shit's fun, and people see that out in the crowd too. So it's like if I'm able to do that, I will. But if I have a very important gig that needs to be played for a certain crowd i will usually um try to do some research try to figure it out i just and, and that also brings up the like reading the crowd um Absolutely. that you can't do that when you have a planned set mm-hmm. uh but um having previous sets also when you're doing those bigger gigs to kind of like fall back on sequences that you know work like you're playing music in a certain key it's like I think I have something that would fit on top of that and I can like maybe play like a few tracks from that, um, that, uh, set that I did in the past. And so, so that kind of gives like me a little bit of recognizability in some of the tracks I play because because of the fact that I don't produce, so I got to have some quote unquote doubles or sequences that I claim to be mine that give me that signature sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the things that I'll do on Rekordbox when I go get those creative swings is like go I have a track that I want to see what sounds good on top of it and then like I'll find like a heater double with that track I'm like okay cool I'm gonna when I play that track I'm gonna put this track at the same time on top of it that's what a, a double is If you know the dubstep double drop same, same concept but um, uh, it's a little bit different
0: Yeah absolutely So do you ever get nervous how do you deal with pre-show jitters?
1: Uh, do I ever get nervous? Uh, I used to get a lot more nervous, uh, but um, definitely affects your playing ability if you get nervous. Absolutely. I think the more time that you spend in the industry, whether you're like a patron or a a performer, you get more comfortable with the fact that you see famous people. Absolutely. Um, that. On top of being afraid to perform, like that, that's what would make a normal person like anxious or like being for a couple. I don't, I don't really suffer from any of those things. Well, uh, good. so I'm what what a- do I do pre show? Mm-hmm. I see, I used to, I and I still do a little, I, I drink before and during the show. Uh, but don't get too sauce. Like if you yeah, get too drunk, absolutely. like man, it's kind of hard to DJ. Uh, I refrain from doing anything else, just, just drink some beer um but I don't get too drunk and that that takes away a lot of the nervousness um i remember oh man it was at a dance fest it was for wookie mm-hmm. uh at that lollipop stage that dude was so funny he's like four or five times on the mic he's like beer i need beer <laughs> yep i still need beer right? so like that's not me like I, but i i i see why performers need beer it takes away yeah, the jitters I, that's I, that's I, what yeah, i do i
0: understand man i i definitely I, I i can be in the crowd and i'll feel like that <laughs> but,
1: yeah no anxiety is the thing it just doesn't rule my life that hard
0: absolutely so how do you find a good balance between getting the crowd bump, pumped but not like going too hard
1: um the first thing that comes to mind is um understanding how a knight should go mm-hmm. if you are an opener you could go super duper ham like let's say you're opening for whatever reason uh like i'm trying to think of uh, a good you're opening for lord okay, okay. lord okay. does her thing okay Are you going to play like super heavy fucking dubstep for that? No, you're going to want to play for the crowd. Because if you're curious about upgrading or expanding your brand to those that might not know it, then you should play but for the crowd. But obviously it's like if you're a dubstep TJ, you're probably not going to have shit to play for a Lord set. But if that makes sense, you should play what the crowd is looking for uh and that just comes with time being a good dj and like having the tracks to do that um Absolutely. I, re- I guess repeat the question in case i'm missing anything
0: no i think i think that did a pretty good job yeah yeah it. go ahead you're good okay so what do you think is the perfect potato
1: the perfect potato the perfect man potato. there's so many different <laughs> ways to do it twice bake twice, twice bake's bake sick is uh, i'm that freaking addict to tiktok sometimes <laughs> i'm worse i'll do i'll like sit on the facebook <laughs> one the facebook reels <laughs> like i've obviously in like uh spiralized potatoes on sticks i'm like shit that looks good or like the <laughs> the um Crisscross cut potatoes. Oh, they're like the yeah. accordion as potatoes. Long as they're crispy, but yeah,
0: I like when they can like cut up the whole potato and stretch it out like that.
1: They'll like cut, like scrape the knife over the potato to get like the ASMR of like how crunchy the <sighs> fucking. Have a nice
0: mic at home. I used to think about just. Do you think I can fund my podcast with me eating into this microphone? Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: hey, some people can. I don't want to end up like Nakado avocado though. You got to have like an extremely good microphone for it. Yeah, people want that. Quality that crunch, crisp, that crisp. They
0: want to know. So after after a show, set. What do you do to celebrate?
1: Everything goes well. you we had a good time. Man, my ideal situation after a show is probably going back to my crib and having an you know, nice, nice after party. Nice yeah, having having a spot close to the venues to bring like close friends over is Absolutely. definitely a blessing. Um, it's, you know, get, get your beer beforehand, because when you get out of the show, you might not be able to get beer. And you got your, <laughs> got your 30 rack at the house, and you got your, however many friends coming over, and you got the decks and the music and the couch. That's probably you need for an after-party spot. Yeah. A little guest bed or a couch downstairs to sleep on. That's, that's what we're doing. So
0: you've been in the scene now for seven, eight years. Tell me about how you've kind of seen it grow and change and expand over the years.
1: Man, I always ask this question to those that have been around longer than me, because I'm always interested to hear how things were in KC before I started doing things. And from what I understand, it was a lot different uh, in terms of what music was listened to and where where it was listened to, um, the the dress where everything was a lot different. Um, I think you could call them like the the rave days, I guess, is what what my fiance calls them. Uh, there were, uh, like I said, lots more different venues. I think a lot m- in um, the West Bottoms. Mm-hmm. There's more, more like warehouse, yes, warehouse
0: type vibes, yeah. basement vibes,
1: and the music was more like hard style and like mm-hmm. happy hardcore, and ha- I guess like different kind of house. I don't know. This, yeah, I didn't live it, but that's what I always ask the older folks, and then. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen um dubstep change quite a bit. Dubstep has definitely evolved into a very dynamic beast. Uh whether is it for the better? Yeah, I think dubstep sounds fucking awesome now. Did it did I enjoy it more in the 2015 to 2018 range yes absolutely that was like my dubstep prime the
0: whole world was a lot less depressing back
1: then oh yeah (laughs) yeah
0: let's be real we didn't have covid we didn't have all this craziness Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah there's much less controversy in the edm world now it's gosh it's a headache being on um facebook or twitter sometimes just Mm -hmm. dealing with all the Stuff that comes up in the industry. And I mean, it's stuff that's, that's got to come up. It's just Is it still a headache to have to breed all that? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It can be quite triggering. Yes. And anyways, I, I could go down a rabbit hole with that.
0: Okay. So instead of looking in the past, let's look towards the future. I love that. Whoosh. How do you kind of see your brand evolving and EDM evolving in the next five years?
1: I wonder if I'm going to be pushing and bass so hard. I'm sure I will be. That's going to always be one of my main flavors. But it's uh, my, to me, my music taste evolves every day. And I find out what I'd like to DJ more as I explore different genres via just listening to them casually. Um, I, I want to spread more flavors. That's what I envision myself doing, uh, appealing to more crowds uh will i spend top 40 ever in bars probably not i don't see myself will i be a wedding dj probably not i'll dj at my wedding absolutely <laughs> yes uh that's that's as much uh corporate djing as i'll do but um yeah I'll just spread more flavors and hmm. and see how re- how far regionally i can get I I played Dance DanceFestopia a couple of times. I'm trying to get on um, one of the bigger stages, mm. and I really need to start reaching out to more fests uh, for this year. There's plenty that come up that are first-year fests, um, that are smaller fests uh, regionally and nationally. I just got to do a little bit more research into the local promoters and and ask around. It's a lot of networking, and it's it's hard when... It's like you gotta like add these people on Facebook Absolutely. and like networking and Yeah. Ask your friends like, hey, who does stuff in your area? Like if you got friends in certain states. I so already barely remember names, I can't remember names, states. Also Facebook's so good for you, you get like they yeah. just put the name for you in the face. Yeah, yeah, you're right there.
0: Yeah. So what do you believe is the greatest challenge facing musicians these days?
1: A great the greatest challenge for KC musicians? it's definitely navigating the politics of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um n- newer DJs and performers you know, they're getting thrown right into this thing. Like maybe they like move from wherever and have a background and then they come and see the KC scene and they don't know any of like the politics, which I will refrain from getting into as much as I can. Um that is the biggest challenge is like understanding um where you should stick your head in and maybe where why not. And but you should always go for music too. So it's like I never thought about this when I was attending shows when I was younger because I didn't have to worry about that as a patron. But like now you're you're a performer and you're starting to work with the people that, that do it. Mm-hmm. And um and just keep your head up. Like don't don't put all your eggs in one basket and use your best judgment. And if you see something wrong, like call it out. Like don't don't like work with somebody that maybe uh, you don't align your values with. Absolutely. Did so, you uh, use your best judgment and, mm-hmm. and don't put all your eggs in one basket Absolutely is my best advice uh, for, for any, any DJ in town. Um, and also actually I'll talk about this too. Like be professional, like th- these promoters that you're trying to reach out to talk to so many different people. And like, if, you're coming at them in an unprofessional manner they're not like they're gonna not going to give you the time, time of day bro day. like just maybe go and, and network go now ne- that's that's really where i'm trying to get go mm-hmm. network go talk to these people at shows and don't don't take all their time just hey introduce yourself do you mind if i send you an email with some of my material great okay i enjoy your show like they don't like the promoters that do it here like they're at work when mm-hmm. they're at shows. so just that, but that's like the most respectful way to like get opportunities out here when you're talking to the people that are the the um so the promoters. So you're, yeah, no, go ahead.
0: You're saying I might not get guest listed even though I call a promoter daddy and I like bat my eyelashes really cute. Yeah, and <laughs> you're asking for a guest list for every show and like not be promo. I might I I promo. not get put. I might not get put on uh, open decks or something like that. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah no gosh
0: okay so what are some of the highlights or achievements in your career that you are most proud of
1: uh achievements that i am most proud of um well i could name the shows that i've played that have been really fun uh the first Big show that I did was uh, when I was still Fox dubs, I opened for Jay Phelps. That was my first uh time on a bigger stage, uh, marketing myself to the crowd. And um, let's see, I did uh, it was Shook Knight and Rusko and Delta Heavy. I have oh, opened yeah. for, yeah, um. Those were all really fun shows, and uh, I'm trying to think of more. I did. Da- I've played Dance Festopia twice. The mm-hmm. f- first time was through a local company here in town, BHO, mm-hmm. and uh, Shatterworms was. A- it's a regional company. They have this uh, pyramid that they built at a couple know, dance I know, I know fests the pyramid. yeah yeah you're familiar
0: oh, I, I love the, i love anything pyramid shapes yeah they had Steams, a multi-level markets three rave, rave places
1: that uh that was really fun and then i played uh last year at dance fest um was uh the reconnection stage oh, yeah, reconnection, like the reconnection had me out on uh on their stage and they had a the Element Fives mm-hmm. out there. It was the last set of the weekend. It was great. Oh, well, hell yeah. It was fun to step off stage and get some love after that one. Um, but I definitely look forward to uh, 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 more people that I open for, really. It's just fun to get that list uh, up for uh, artists that you've shared the stage with. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So thinking back throughout your career, what are some random fun memories that stand out to you?
1: Random and fun memories. Uh, my first fun memory is that of the 18th Street Union. Um, mm-hmm. That was where I played my first set as Fox Dubs. Um, that venue uh, hold near and dear to my heart. Shout out Rader. I miss that guy. Uh, it was a space, a really small space. Uh, that was a Flow Wednesday. They had weeklies on Wednesdays and. Uh, we would, or not we, they would organize uh, uh, DJs to come do their weekly thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there wasn't ever enough space to flow, but people tried. And uh, those are really some fond memories of starting out. That, I, that place is like a bar now or something. It's mm-hmm. definitely changed. That's where the, the podcast studio was like just next door, the one's um, old one. Mm-hmm i feel that i feel that
0: i know i've heard i've heard of it i've been told about it
1: yeah i love that area
0: Mm-hmm. okay so on the average day how many pigeons do you think that you could carry
1: how many do i get like a do i get like a sack, yeah, you
0: can, yeah, you can bring
1: sack. if i <laughs> get like a backpack how many how many pigeons can i put in yeah. it yeah you're getting carried like a, too. Oh, they weigh Oh. Okay. Screw the backpack. Ounces. How many pigeons can I carry in my arms? Yeah. Um. Do, are they Are they dead? No.
0: But they're not like vicious. But are, are they gonna ridiculous. fly away from me? They might try. Yeah. You do gotta like keep them. Keep
1: keep them in there. Well, I'd say if if but they're, they're not gonna try like that if they're not hard. gonna fly, I could probably fit like. Nine or so, or maybe maybe ten, like depending on how like you cradle them. But I'd I'd say like if they are flying, probably like two at most. I mean, those things are they they fly away. They fly. They're pretty docile (laughs) when you get close to them, but then like you get real close, and we're like, okay, fuck no. See ya. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So I know you've talked a lot about your the hearing thing, but if you could throw any chair benefit concert for any charitable cause, is that absolutely probably going to be be all end all?
1: Oh, uh, for a charitable cause, yeah. I'd have to think of the right one before I just like randomly came up with one. Um, I'm trying to think.
0: Hearing aid, the hearing be- hearing aid benefit concert where we don't play music too loud. Oh. make sure everybody wears.
1: Um, man, it's not a charity, but like something i've always or ha- had a thought of doing now would be like um uh doing a show where uh there's no talking <laughs> no talking i uh, get like four people playing or like four four artists no talking no talking that it's a it's a charity for enjoying yourself at a completely new way that's that that <laughs> that, that, that is uh, what i would do yeah,
0: I know they do those, uh, usually they're like comedy shows with like make you lock your phone up and stuff like that and you can't bring a phone in, so it's kind of be like that. They're I like
1: heard comedy. that they do those kind of shows like in like UK or it's like a little bit more popular overseas. I think Dave Chappelle did it. Um, I know they do it so
0: you can't like steal their material and stuff. Uh, or like leak their material. Yonder bags. Oh, really? Yeah. You, yeah. You put it
1: in a bag. Oh, okay, yeah, and then it, like walks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they did that at the Midland <laughs> for, I don't remember <laughs> what it was. It's big in comedy, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they can't,
0: like, if they're like act it's like spoiled on the internet before, it'll, like, kind of like ruin their whole routine.
1: That's what Taboo needs for uh, his shows at the festival. It's like you get, like a, like, a gate that you have to go through to go to the show. It's like, oh, and then you get one of these bags. Um, I, dude, I freaking, I still have not seen Taboo's comedy set. I really want to go see him do comedy. It's oh, been twice yeah. now where I've slacked at uh Wakon to not see that. I want, only I want getter to make
0: more bros of Simi Valley and I want it now. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the
1: the TikToks we really want. Yeah, yeah, on God.
0: Okay, so we're running on time. I think we got like a couple minutes left. So why don't you tell me a bit about what you have coming for coming up, what we have to look forward to from you, give any shout outs to anybody you think deserves shout outs.
1: I'll uh, definitely shout out my biggest fan, Christina. Uh, she's my fiance. Uh, she's always taking pictures of me and hyping up the crowd that's and getting nice. people to come out to my shows. Um, yeah, fucking love that girl. We're getting married uh, Friday the 13th, October of 23. So we'll oh, get yeah. to have Hell a yeah. spooky wedding. Friday
0: the 13th, next October, that's dope. Yeah. That is dope, babe. you, got,
1: uh, you lucky locked in there. Uh, you know, in case she listens to it, shout out Kanisha Hinnant uh she's my biggest fan uh as fox dubs she's uh she's my little rhythm rat i love that girl <laughs> um, those that those are the two that really showed me the most love as for my project and uh i'm sure i'm missing names but those are the two that like stand out immediately
0: Well, hell yeah! Well, then I would like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. Yeah, thank you. An honor, and then to Kansas City. Remember, stay warm, wear a jacket, drink more water, watch out for your friends, and stay sexy, San Diego. Say, heard that? Wait, Kansas City.